The wind <laughs> and the lion. And the wardrobe. And the willows. From the windows <laughs> to, to the sweat drips off my balls. Till the sweat drips off my balls. Uh, yes, oh, so but I did clarify, Stevie. Uh, uh, Never Too Young to Die is indeed on Tubi. I just turned on my VPN and checked. So you'll <laughs> nice. be able to watch it on American. Guess what we'll probably be watching, babe. So Don't blame you. Tubi? It's it's on the... It, it's like one of those app things. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, it's like that, free Netflix. Yeah, like that Pluto... Yeah. And, you just have to watch like you watch it and then listen to our podcast about it. Random commercials and shit. Yeah. You know what? I find I get very little with uh, with the commercials when I use Tubi. I get them like yeah. at least five or six times. I think. Brendan's getting all of yeah. yours. He must be. Uh, but I, I usually watch like riff tracks and Mystery Science Theater, well, so I don't know if yeah, they. They're shorter, they, right? Well, not just that. I don't. They're not major motion pictures. The ones that they probably have to pay top dollar for. It's like if I was watching like Tomb Raider or something on there. Not too many. Not too many major motion pictures on there. I'm talking about there's a fine selection. You just got to kind of dig around. There's a few. I mean, there's lots of movies, but like I wouldn't say a ton of like huge ones. I swear that's how I watched Silent Hill. Again. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it doesn't have all the one and one A. It has the two and. 2B movies, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah I Don't take a word for it. So, so Brendan, what I'm thinking of, what I'm thinking of, Brendan, for the opening mm-hmm. is that we could do a bit where uh, I'm Sean Connery and I refuse to change my accent for this role. <laughs> this is our podcast, right? <laughs> what do you mean I don't sound like an Arabic sheik? <laughs> he was doing an accent. Yeah, what are you own. talking about? <laughs> This is Sean Connery doing an Arab accent. Whoa, okay. <laughs> I, she could be correct. I mean, <laughs> you might have no idea how to do it. And it's it's like when uh, John Candy uh, played that character who was supposed to be the master of accents, and it was always just like um, Swedish accents. Hey, you guys, get away from there. <laughs> See, I'm Italian. It's We're just, like in a view I'm... to a kill where Christopher Walken speaks five languages fluently with no accent. <laughs> Other than, you know, however Christopher Walken talks. Dos Vidanya, comrade. I'm most comfortable in the saddle. I can't believe nobody in that crew knew he had a head injury. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> like, that's like kind nobody! Of what, hey, you guys are aware Christopher Walken suffered a major head injury in the early 80s, right? That doesn't surprise me in the least. Off. That would make sense because yeah, no, in that, the that's Deer Hunter, it. he doesn't have that cadence. And that was before that. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, that, he, did, he did a bunch of spaghetti westerns after the Deer Hunter, and in one of them... He got thrown from a horse and got a major head injury, and now his ca- his cadence is this. I did not know that, but it doesn't surprise me that How he had a major head injury. This? This, is, this is what Christopher Walken's known I for. I guess the real question is, why do we know this? I mean, I this? knew he had a diff- certain cadence, but I thought that was just a quirk. Yeah, well, now you know, and knowing that is half the battle. That makes a little less, like, uh, inherently weird, though, because now that I know that it's a medical condition... <laughs> Well, well, let's see. Christopher Walken or Gary Busey, okay. right? But Gary Busey, anyway. There's a lot of there's a lot of other shit going on with Gary Busey. I think. Also, well, no, Gary Busey's head injury is probably a little bit more severe than Christopher Walken's. Christopher Walken well, was thrown from a horse. Terrible, yes, but Chris, uh, Gary Busey was involved in a motorcycle accident where he wasn't wearing a helmet. I feel like Gary Busey yeah. also did a truck's worth of drugs in a, in a year. Well, I mean, probably. <laughs> 
Is that a truck of cocaine? Like, Utah. When you get when you've got teeth that big, you want to rub them. So I mean, it just they go. It goes hand to hand. Sorry, did I mean? Did I say did? I meant is doing. <laughs> hey, we all medicate differently, my man. <laughs> wow, no need to get all. Mm, that reminds me. Okay. What are we talking about, Brendan? It was it was prescribed by doctors for years up until the turn of the century. Well, you know, time makes fools of us all, as you like to say. I don't know if I like to say it, but <laughs> it's an apt saying. Speaking of fools, the wind and yes, the lion. Show, yeah. Steve, Secretary of State to the President. On July 12th, Mr. Ian Pedicaris and his family were kidnapped from their residence in Tangier, and their servants and retainers brutally murdered. This act of barbarous criminality appears perpetrated by Mule El Razuli. Do not laugh at me again. Sheriff of the Riffian Berbers and last of the Barbary Pirates. I am the true defender of the faithful, and the blood of the prophet runs in me, and I am but a servant of his will. should never have moved that bishop or kidnapped me. Both will see you undone. It is not I who decides the outcome of these events. It is the will of Allah. President Roosevelt will have your head for this. A man's worth is counted in the number of his rifles. Does this, uh, Roosevelt, does he have such men? William, Jennifer, dress quickly. We're going to make good an escape. We must seize the government and make our own negotiations. What about the French, the Germans, the British? Damn the location! Charge! Roosevelt made an agreement with that man being held over there, and President Roosevelt keeps his agreements. If I had my way, I'd invite him to settle this thing between the two of us.
Yeah. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Itzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from movies. movies. And tonight. Oh, tonight. 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 Oh, uh, we are continuing Dune June. Woo! With 1975's The Wind Lion. and the Lion. Yeah. But of course, we're Whoa. not alone. Oh my God, we're not. We're not. But Jesus so is always with you. So that's not just my you. echo right here. Nope. <laughs> it's not. I believe. So, believe I, it's wait, another co-host trying sir, to budge in. <laughs> are you Are you telling me that my voice isn't that annoying? I I would never say that such a exactly thing. That is exactly what I just heard. Oh, thank God. Right. Ooh, I thought that was an annoying echo <laughs> of myself. That was close. <laughs> but yes, we are joined by Brendan and Nathan from What Were They Thinking? Welcome. What up? Hi. <laughs> To prepare yourself for Dune June, uh, do you guys have beverages handy? I do. Yeah. Um, because of we're talking about you know the desert, I have what anybody would want in the desert, and that's just some cold, refreshing water. Rim job. And, oh. Well, after the show. <laughs> or oh, water, water. My mistake. Mm-hmm. We're in our mm-hmm. podcast widows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, Nathan? I do. I, I actually have uh, a seven percent alcohol bumper crop apple cider because if you're watching this movie or talking about it, you want to be drinking with something with a high alcohol count. Oh, <laughs> getting a little uh, hintsky as to what your thoughts of this movie were. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh, Nathan, yep. what's your hintsky? And then uh, we'll do that movie next week. <laughs> <laughs> More hmm. later. Just a little hintaroon. <laughs> a little hintaroonie. <laughs> Yeah, so a little tidbit of a interesting one, an interesting one that that, that gives a kind of a clue as to how I felt about it. Yeah, <laughs> fun fact. All right, what uh, the fuck is hey. that? Are you are you all thirsty? That's weird people. I am like parched. Uh, Excellent. Well, I have from New Belgium Brewery. Uh, we have their fat Who's tire. He, Steve? Yeah, right. Out of Fort Collins, Colorado, and apparently Asheville, North Carolina, as well now. Uh, but this is their Belgian White, which is a Belgian-style wheat ale with orange peel. Ooh. Definitely not a blue moon. <laughs> sure. All right. Let me moment while I poppeth mine top. Oh, my top! Mine toppeth. I think you mean mine top? Mine top! Mine top! <laughs> I think you mean my top. Ugh, <laughs> mine top. See, that was a little bit of German for you. Don't you don't know what a... You don't want a Belgian uh, white uh, wheat ale is, uh, Brendan? Nope. Delicious beer. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. Mm. And the poor? If it's not 95% water, I'm not interested. It's like 96%. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Oh, it's only a four-pointer? Uh, probably. Oh. How did they bought it on base? Waste of time. Uh, let's see. Ooh, 5.2%. I'm, Woo! I'm sorry, just Woo! under 95% water. Okay. It's too much beer for Brendan. Too much. <laughs> mm. Yes, an interesting bouquet on this one. Definitely not like a blue yeah. moon at all. No, uh, yeah, very. Uh, it actually, I don't know. I find it's actually like a little bit more ci- almost citrusy forward, like like a citrusy hop note. Yeah, With a little bit of the uh, green apple on there. Yeah, a little bit of sweet and citrusy. Yeah, nice full body. I don't know about you guys, well, but this is actually a delicious beer. Mm. <laughs> As am I. <clears throat> yeah, so check it out. New Belgium. All right, I'm uh, fully erect. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> yeah, so 1975's The Wind and the Lion. 
from writer-director John Milius. Who's he, Steve? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, he first came into fame as a writer of such incredible movies as Evil Knievel, Dirty Harry, Apocalypse Now, 1941, uh, later with Geronimo and American Legend, Clear and Present Danger, and the television series Rome. But he's also a director and writer of movies such as Dillinger, This, Big Wednesday, <laughs> Conan the Barbarian, Red Dawn, Avenge Me Boy, Flight <laughs> of the Intruder, Daddy, and- Daddy, <laughs> <laughs> Stop Crying. <laughs> And the Rough Riders TV series. So, so the uh, Big Wednesday, right? That's it? <laughs> yeah, Big Wednesday. Yeah. I be- wh- that was the one that he had traded rights with uh, Spielberg and who else? Uh, George Lucas. And, and what the- movies were they working on then, Steve? Uh, yeah, the ones <laughs> they decided to do instead were uh, Star Wars and Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, and but, apparently yeah, the- <laughs> in interviews, they thought they had the losers. They thought Milius had the winner. It was a surfing movie in the eighties. Well, I think, but I think if you look back at like the the behind the scenes of Jaws, that was an incredibly tough movie to make. Like they almost didn't make it. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, no, Jaws almost got scrapped a bunch of times. That's why the three of them they were friends. That in film school they got together and they were like, we all finally have big movie deals at the same time. Let's let's trade. Um, what is it like credits or whatever? Uh, so if one of us makes it, we can all make a little bit of money. Yeah. Yeah. And they thought Big Wednesday was going to be the big hit because it was a big surfing <laughs> movies in like 1977. And like, no one wants to see a horror movie and a stupid sci-fi movie about space wizards. Listen, <laughs> Nobody listen. wants your space <laughs> wizards, Lucas. Big, big Wednesday's great. It ain't no crush groove, okay? Oh, uh, well, what can be? How would you compare it to North Shore? Wasn't that a uh, television series in the early aughts? Or North Coast? Nope. I think you're thinking North, North Coast. Coast. North, <laughs> North Shore was a uh, was another surfing movie, uh, and I only know of it because Patty had it on VHS. Oh, nice. well, uh, I, is it, it uh, it's it's no Blue Crush? I'm running out of surfing movies. Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> Into the blue. Well, it's definitely no Point Break. Good lord. Yeah, the remake, right? The good one. <laughs> Ugh, gross. Stop talking. We shall not mention it. <laughs> Doesn't exist. We can't talk about it. But this uh, movie also stars Sir Sean Connery as I forget his full name, but it's something like It's not Malid Abdul Aziz Muhammad Rasuli. And that, oh, should the be, the magnificent. that should be your first red flag, listeners. You you left out the magnificent. The magnificent, yes. God damn it! Rest How can I forget the that? He only mentioned it like three times in the movie. My, my favorite thing. My favorite thing is that anybody listening to this that has never seen this movie is like, oh, who's Sean Connery playing? Wait, who did you say? <laughs> yes, yes, he is a, a a Moroccan sheik of sorts in this movie, which sounds even better than it really. So is. what Steve is getting at is that this. Uh, the the his role in the hunt for Red October was not his most egregious um, ignoring of an accent for a character. <laughs> look, yeah. gentlemen, if you look during the the Zardoz period of his filmography between like James Bond and Highlander, there are some interesting movies. By the way, this isn't the only one where he plays an Arab. <laughs> uh, oh, a, a sheik, a sheik. This yeah. Also, I would say second to this is when he plays a Spaniard in Highlander. Come on. I'm sorry, he's an Egyptian who lived in Spain and then went to the Highlands. That's even worse. To find the French guy who is from the Highlands of Scotland. Yep. (laughs) 
I don't know what you're talking about. We were we were talking Perfect about that sense. the other day. A friend of mine, uh, and he asked me like, "Who casted this movie?" And I believe the correct answer is cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that's your answer for everything. Well, that's true. Uh, speaking of cocaine, Candace Bergen also joins us for this what? wonderful movie. <laughs> what? Yes, Murphy Brown herself playing the damsel. In I can understand if Carrie Fisher was in this thing. <laughs> Yeah, you lost me on the cocaine thing. She is she is a national treasure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Just oh, like cocaine. <laughs> well, I'm not sure they're getting well, it. Well, it certainly funded <laughs> the 80s for you guys, that's for sure. It's almost like they're still under the impression that this is a bad movie. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, it's not so much that it's bad. It's just long, boring, and forgettable. <gasps> How dare you? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Okay. Brian Keith plays Teddy Roosevelt in this movie. He sure does. Um, his stuff, I actually really liked. He, he did a great job. He, he was definitely doing like a one-man show in all of his scenes, and I'm I mean, okay with it. I mean, he's no Robin Williams, but he was pretty good. Yeah. Now, and here's the thing. If if you guys had some sort of you know yearly award show where they gave out awards for I'm trying to save this thing, he would be top on that category. It's a shame we don't have almost exactly that award. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Thieves! <laughs> you brigands, come back here! And of course, brigands and pirates. And guys, th- there's also John Houston in this movie as John J- Hay yep. and, classic, and Jeffrey Lewis and John Millius film. himself. <laughs> it's crazy to see John Huston acting in movies because he's obviously known for his directing of like some classic films. Indeed, and <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not being. I'm not trying to be sarcastic. Oh no, no, yeah, he does great movies. He's also known for being uh, what is it the the speaker of the law or whatever in the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, is he okay? I know. Or he did, did I mix that um, up with Doctor Moreau? <laughs> no, I, I think he, I don't think he's in the uh, Doctor Moreau. Yeah, no, yeah, but it was it was interesting to see Jeffrey Lewis in this. I mean, this is no double impact. No, but still, what is? Yeah, when he shows up, I'm like, yes, Jean Claude can't be far behind. <laughs> Maybe even two of them. Holy shit! Imagine if Jean Claude played the Arab. Oh no, no, he would have been the French Legionnaire, obviously. <laughs> Maybe, obviously, but let's not let's not give 1975 too much credit there, Steve. <laughs> yes, a four-year-old Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> goes on stage. <laughs> My name is Muhammad. Uh. <laughs> Assalamu alaikum. What? <laughs> just right. a toddler just decapitating people <laughs> like before him. On horseback. <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah. Do, yeah. Do, do not... Laugh at the right Zuli. Death to the infidel. <laughs> but just, do it with the just accent. Back, just backhanding Candace Bergen, this little like five year old child. <laughs> <laughs> if it was hey, if it was JCVD, he'd be roundhouse kicking. Oh, her. that's yeah. true. Yeah, uh, I think he'd miss though and probably fall off the horse. <laughs> How many horses uh. would get kicked in the face? Oh man, he has <laughs> a nice cyborg reference. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we of course go. the horse would sue, and <laughs> he'd be straight. Uh, he'd be straight mongoing that set there. Everybody want to poke Mongo? All right. Never mind that shit. Here comes the movie. Go, Steve. That's right. We go to October of 1904 in Tangiers, Morocco. Yeah. 
what could be happening there, Steve? Well, apparently... If I know anything about the Middle East, it's nothing but calm, peaceful... Tranquil beaches. Yeah, like, incredibly peaceful people who are all pacifists. Oh, Getting along fantastically. And then along comes a tribe of men on horseback with swords. <laughs> Wait, just... Izzy, I just want to say, Izzy, I agree with you. And I want to say that if this whole thing wasn't going on right now, I mean, we'd all be there on vacation. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> By this whole thing going on, you mean the thousand plus years war that's been going on in the Middle East? No, uh, no, nobody cares about that, Steve. We're talking about that Rona. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that too. It's what if we don't want that Rona, recording. Steve? <laughs> well hopefully they'll both be settled in the next couple of months wait 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 steve just a second just a second just a second um what if we don't want that rona hey keep your broke ass home you broke your broke ass home thank you brilliant <laughs> yeah, nathan gets it all right so <laughs> So while this uh, raid through the t- uh, through the beaches, through the town or whatever of Tangiers, uh, we then see a family having a nice, cozy little picnic where we find out uh, the most important part of a meal is the wine. Um, the most important part <laughs> of Bordeaux at lunchtime. Yeah. You don't have lunch wine? It's not a Canadian thing? Oh my god, I have, I have, lunch, I have lunch wine, breakfast beer. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say dinner like, daiquiris. Supper, I feel sarsaparilla. like this is exceedingly Canadian. Um, but I, I, I think I, I also when she said a red Bordeaux at first, I thought she said nothing goes better than a good Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> a nice Red Bull with a Bordeaux. <laughs> you see, it aggravates the spirit, but then also calms it. You see, on the set of Murphy Brown, we sometimes we have twelve-hour days. And Murphy can't just get up in the morning and get ready to go immediately. She needs a little pick-me-up. And that's why I reach for a Red Bull. <laughs> this movie's ready by Red Bull. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and the, the best part of this whole scene is, like, the, the kids are like, Hey, do you hear something? Eh, don't worry about <laughs> it. And then, uh, and then uh, the I guess, like, dinner is brought out on a platter by one of the servants, and then he falls over and there's a knife in his back. I'm like, yeah. that guy is, no, he brought the Bordeaux. He was, he, that's what he brought. He brought the wine out. He is that dedicated. Yeah, that is, that is one dedicated <laughs> servant, that's for sure. <laughs> owners. <laughs> <laughs> Victory. But the best part about that was um, when the fighting ensues, um, there's a knife in his back, sticking out of his back, and I think it's Candace Bergen or Somebody, they're looking for a weapon. There's a knife right there, and they fail to grab the knife out of the guy's back. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, when Candace Bergen has a bottle in her hand, one of the guys shoots the bottle, and I was like, you just gave her a weapon. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you certainly did. Yeah. Did you notice that some of the some of the shots, like, it went from, like, people straight up being murdered in, like, brutal ways to, like, almost sound effects when people get hit? Yeah. <laughs> like, there was, like, cartoony, like, bop, bonk. And then you turn around and there's someone getting sliced in half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of great horse and stunts horses and stuff in the hall. Preposterous. The guy, the guy who's just having at it at the centerpiece in the dining yeah, room. Yeah, that was weird. Oh, just destroying it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just, like, the guy's like going by on a horse and like, you know, like, ah, get him over there, blah, blah, blah. And there's one guy just whacking a centerpiece like with the side of the sword. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, he what puts- the f- 
Fuck his... He puts the he puts the lampshade on his head like goddamn Bluto. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that guy's drunk. <laughs> well, then oh, like the, uh, the 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 man of the house or whatever there is too. I think his name's Joseph, and he like finally gets a hold of like his gun, and he like points, and it, you know he's shot a couple times, and it goes click, and his response is meh, and then he gets <laughs> whacked with the sword. Oh yeah, it's like Did pow, pow, pow pow click meh. <laughs> so I think everybody should just keep in mind these people that come in straight up murder like I don't know 10 15 people at least yeah yes. yeah. Oh, yeah just just yeah just keep that in mind for the rest of the movie <laughs> right right is going to bring it up again yeah <laughs> yeah so then uh yeah basically the, uh, the the there's two children a boy and a girl both what about 10 10 years old 10 years old and 8 years old like Bart and Lisa Simpson He's a shit Something kid like that. he's a shit yeah. kid she's okay yeah, and uh, Murphy Brown, they all get kidnapped. But uh, we also catch a glimpse of uh, of their captor, Mr. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Mr. R- 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 Rizzuli, right? Yeah, Rizzuli, played by Sean Connery. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Fucking man. Based on a real dude. Yeah. Basically, she sees James Bond in his Arabic disguise, and... Uh, <laughs> I, I, so, he's trying to steal he's trying to take like one of the best horses and the horse just wasn't having it Re- unknowing to the sean connery nay means nay <laughs> i will say this disguise more convincing than his japanese disguise yeah that is that is very true <laughs> Less unfortunate I al- too. <laughs> i almost thought for a second he might have been of middle eastern descent you know, with the beard, we looked it up. He doesn't look that much, un- much unlike the real guy. Yeah, just like a hundred pounds. No, they lighter. he got the, they definitely got the they definitely got the, the the facial hair with the the curly mustache and the beard and everything kind of right. But that's that's about where it is. Yeah, ends. it's just off putting to hear a, a clearly Scottish gentleman saying lines like "Oh, Allah will see me through." Yeah. Wait, wait are you saying Scottish people think- can't? believe in muslim that's, religions that, that's exactly what that's exactly what brendan is saying actually mm. so send all your hate mail to brendan what were they thinking so at wwtt podcast so you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. scottish people can't be muslims I yeah yeah we get it yeah yeah all, all his loves only for a select few yeah we get it we get it brendan <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Murphy Brown laughs at uh, Razuli for having difficulties with the horse, and, uh, well, you know, he retorts oh. with the back of his hand. In an interview, he stated that's how he does it, too, so. This is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> that's what he told Barbara Walters, so it's fine. Don't worry about it, guys. Steve, what happens if you hit a man or a woman upside the head? <laughs> let's ca- let's ta- ask Deacon Jones. <laughs> The head slap was to do two purposes. One was to give myself an initial head start on the pass rush. In other words, an extra step. Because anytime you go upside a man's head or a woman, then they have a tendency to blink their eyes or close their eyes, and that was all I needed. Duncan Jones, the director of Warcraft? <laughs> no, no, Deacon Jones, a uh, Hall of Fame defensive end for the Los Angeles Rams. That's right, they're a team again now. Brendan has no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I know, sports ball. Yeah, I gotcha. All right. Uh, so then we cut halfway across the world where Teddy Roosevelt is uh, getting word about uh, the... He is having a bully day. A bully, bully day for boxing. Indeed. Yes, his his boxing briefings, as you might say. <laughs> <laughs> and archery. What's going on with that situation in Spain? Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> what you got to think, like, that guy's letting him win, right? 
I mean, <laughs> do you really want to be the guy that knocks out the president? Like, yes, I don't know, man. Absolutely, I, I feel that uh, I will be that if guy. That were the case, I think I think Teddy Roosevelt would want you to to do your damnedest because he he makes a pretty big point of it in the movie to talk about how people have to live up to a certain standard. Mm. Yeah, yeah. He actually makes the most progressive points of the, of this movie, which I think is startling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like now if there was a, if it was another certain president, he would definitely insist that people let him win. Oh, like mm-hmm. uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Nixon, ah, uh, Gerald Ford. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, so so he gets Will, word like the about the, the kidnappings and stuff. William Harrison, <laughs> <laughs> William McKinley. Wait, he didn't last that long, did he? Uh, <laughs> died in thirty days. Oh, anyway. so he watched like four ring tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. that. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, Teddy got his news through CNN that there was a kidnapping over in Morocco. Wait. <laughs> nope, his advisor, John Hay, that's right. Um, John Houston! <laughs> yes, the legendary John Houston. In, in, <laughs> Who sounds an awful lot like okay. Leonard Nimoy, I'm just going to say. Oh, see, we kept thinking it was James Coburn on our end. Okay. Even though I was like, wait, 1975 James Coburn would have been about 20 years younger. Okay, yeah. (laughs) It it wasn't quite in like Flint, but... (laughs) No. No, this movie is not quite like in like Flint. Yeah, so basically he wants to go in and get him like, oh, but but we can't because we're not at war with uh, the country of Morocco. We don't want that, but... Yeah, like, ah, America doesn't negotiate, blah, blah, blah. By the way, why spoil the beauty of a thing like that with legality? And, you know, stuff like that. So then we cut back to Morocco, where uh, the tribe that kidnapped uh, Murphy Brown is uh, just huddled around watching her change her clothes in the morning. And she's... uh, Oh, and they want her shoes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, she has shoes. Oh, Oh, Miss Murphy Brown. Oh, and I I am young Milos, and I would like your shoes. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Just throw your shoe, and I will go away. I do think it's hilarious that that's how she distracts them, by literally throwing her shoe. Oh, and they, and they like, all go for it, too. It's like, whoa, yeah. you can put that on your it's feet, like, guys. Let's go. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Rosuli sees I think that was an exact like, quote, actually. Oh, she's feisty. Do you play checkers? Yeah. No. no. I, I play, play chess. chess. Even better. <laughs> do you play I Baccarat? <laughs> But he sucks at chess because he fucking loses in the only scene we see him playing it. Well, he's only had to like beat the other guys in his tribe. Like he's not, you don't get good by just beating people. You have to I, beat I was, the best. I was beating say, the guys whose lives are dedicated to you. Yeah. Oh no, I lose again. Uh, it's this, just like this, poker. This is a. But situation, he's not a barbarous man. But, but this is definitely a situation where they don't try to beat him at chess. Or I don't understand why. I mean, he's he's he clearly states that he's not a barbarous man. I feel that no, uh, they just, they could beat him if they. Uh, I, I think there's about ten <laughs> corpses that will come back to life and argue that point with you back at the yeah, house. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then we go I'm to not the... barbarous. Now, excuse me while I murder these two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill you for saying such things. <laughs> I'll dump you in a cave. Don't call me a barbarian. <laughs> My sword shall come out of nowhere like an RKO. <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> and here I thought our first and only wrestling reference was going to be about the fabulous Don Morocco. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you mean Magnificent Morocco. Magnificent, sorry. Magnificent Don Morocco. Yeah. yeah. All right, so then we go to the Bashaw's palace. Uh, what's a Bashaw? I don't know. I guess he's like the mayor or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but he runs the territory, and uh, the U.S. Uh, messenger guy, played by Jeffrey Lewis, he's basically like, hey, just, you know, we can uh, let us uh, bring some of our armies through, and uh, we can, like, you know, get our people back. You know, you, you don't want to push us. We carry a big stick, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, of course, the guy's like, whatever, you have no authority here. Only the Sultan can approve this. Um, and he wants some lions. Yeah. All so right. get, get to- oh, no, but they, he, for some reason, he one of the guys, uh, do you want more bicycles? <laughs> yeah, yes, the bicycles. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, who, who, who doesn't want like bicycles? Is, is this the character, is, is one of these characters the guy that sounds like he's really forcing his accent? There's one guy that's like, there's one guy that's like, I don't know. Yes, I believe you are referring to Jeffrey Lewis. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. But he's not the one offering. He's not the one offering bicycles. Oh, okay, but he, every time, every time I heard that dude talk, I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some more bicycular vehiculations? What? <laughs> yes, Obviously, please. they're they're bikes that swing both ways. That's right. Forward, sorry, forward and backward. I believe bikes is a derogatory term. Ooh, whoa, babe. None of that hate speech here, please. Anyway, so uh, oh, back to the safe See that vehicle? She's a bike. <laughs> so so back at the prison camp, I'm I'm sorry, Rizuli's camp. Uh, the kids are, uh, you know, they're they're kind of curious about this whole thing because, uh, especially the boy, when it's like the, the, there's the guys that uh, Rosuli's going to execute. Uh. <laughs> this scene is awesome because <laughs> he's like, you see, I have to kill these people because they went against me and tried to steal from me or something. Well, no, no, they they drank from his well, and there was something else, and they didn't offer. Any sort of praise of his name. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Rizzoli the Magnifico or whatever you call yourself. Man. Yeah, yeah. Praise well, him. Well, drink, the, the drinking from someone else's well thing, I saw, that, I mean, that's a thing that happens in, like, Lawrence of Arabia, too. That's, that's like a real, uh, that's like a real thing. Mm. Yeah. So Fucking, what did we Omar learn? Sharif. Don't drink from the sheiks well without asking. Yeah, that's right. You'll praise him. The wrath. You'll incur the wrath of either Sean Connery or Omar Sharif. Either way, it's bad news for you. That's right. Okay. Uh, either way, it's going to be somebody with a sweet fucking mustache. Yeah. Uh, uh, considering that they watched two people get beheaded directly in front of them, yeah. the reactions of Candace Bergen and the kids is fairly nonplussed, if you ask me. Well, no, I mean, okay. sexually. All right. I remember <laughs> the first time I saw somebody beheaded, it was cool. It Pretty was much. like... Like, you, you expected, like, the blood to come squirting out like it's a Kill Bill movie. It's like, it's not quite that. It's more like like, like a little bit of a lava flow. You, okay. Wait, are we still recording? <laughs> Can we go back to what you said at the beginning of that sentence? <laughs> well, the first, well, the time, first time, time I saw him beheaded. Uh, yeah, the first time. Not the last time, yeah. but the first time. No, yeah. Oh, All right, it, so... It, look, well, you, you never forget your first. What, There's plenty of other times afterwards that I've completely forgotten. Um, well, and that's what well, I, I mean. They just they, but the first but one's the one they just blend together to. after a while, don't they, Steve? Hey, you know what right. they say, Steve? You know what they say? The What's first that? cut is the deepest. 
Boo. You know, they're not always right about that. Wait. Baby. You're right about you're you're right to react that way, is it? Oh fuck you, you said worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> Coming from the creators of hashtag child murder, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I accept I accept the booze when they come my way, right? <laughs> I I am gonna say though, the scene is like the perfect like everybody wants to pretend that men and women are exactly the same. We're not. We have a lot of differences, and I feel like this scene is a great example yeah. of the difference between boys and girls. Yeah, because boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. I know exactly. It's just it's, it's the same with like in Jurassic Park, like so much blood. Yes, yeah, exactly. So cool. Yeah, like See, uh... it's not every boy, but more boys than girls are going to have that reaction, and more girls are going to be like, "Ew." Yeah. And I think that's kind of one of the central themes of this movie is where, like, you see the the boy, what's his name, William or whatever. He's like, okay, this Rizzoli guy's kind of cool because, yeah, he's he's like a pirate, mm-hmm. a pirate of the desert, and he fights with a sword. Dad's he doesn't take dead. shit from anybody. Dad's dead, and I need I need a new male role model. He's totally gonna plow through my mom just as soon as he gets through his other eight wives. And and let's face it, this guy's a hell of a lot cooler than his dandy dad. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> man. <laughs> Dandified, actually, I believe, is one of the words they use in this movie. Dandified, because uh, well, we'll get to that when we get to it. I, I, it was one of my, it was one of the things that I made a specific note of something that Teddy Roosevelt was saying. Well, speaking of Teddy Roosevelt, back in the states, he's on the campaign trail, um, and he's on the train talking to people with some awkward-looking Indian dudes standing next to him. I swear to God, one of them was the uh, the guy that was the the crying Indian on the side of the road in the commercials back in the seventies. Both those Indians were definitely crying. Yeah, well, oh, no, I, I think what, like the one on his right hand side was like, oh, was the actual literally wait, the same one. Wait, so Steve, yeah, something, are you saying that it was Iron Eyes? Are you saying that it was an Italian man, Cody Iron Eyes? Could have been. I didn't know what he was talking about. Uh, Jesus, I just lost it. Now I was going to make another wrestling reference. Tatanka. No, no. There was a there was a chap who um I don't think you can say that word. Chap? <laughs> yeah I can. That's our word. <laughs> That's our word. Um and what was the guy's name? Uh, dude, help me out here. He's the one who was he he was in that he was in the program with the Undertaker, and then they nixed his program because of the London oh, uh, tri- uh underground Muhammad bomb. Hassan. Yes. Ooh. Also an Italian guy. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no, you mispronounce it's Mohammed Hassan. Yeah, that's that's how it went. Yep. Pretty much. Hey, I'm about to blow up your corpse. Hey, spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> uh, no, no, there's no dynamite strapped to me a salami. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to cancel because of a real uh, tragic event. Uh, <laughs> you, want to, you, want to hear, you want to hear a fun little coincidence? Uh, Brendan. Um, this is really only going to be for us and anybody who might be uh, in our area who might be listening to your podcast, Stephen, is he? But do you remember Shahir Razul? Yes. Recently found out he was part Italian. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> oh, uh, All right. <laughs> Let's, so back in... Uh, wind in the line. Back in 1904. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, so back at the uh, the prison camp, uh, Razuli gives Murphy, basically allows Murphy Brown to sleep in his tent and gives her some pillows and stuff. It's like, no, you sleep here, and I sleep right next to you. Ah, uh-huh. 
<laughs> and I love how he's just like, like he, he's being perfectly innocent or whatever, and just like, good night. And she like freaks oh. out and like hides in the corner, and he's like laughing at her. Oh yeah, he's being perfectly innocent, slicing down the 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 curtain with his sword, putting her in you know total fear of her life. Well, yeah, there was a little bit of that, wasn't there? <laughs> He's a, he's a wee bit intimidating years. <laughs> That's right. I'll take the rapist for 200, Alex. <laughs> Once again, that is not a category. That's surprising. We got like half an hour into this before we made a celebrity Jeopardy <laughs> run. I will not pay this fine. I've incurred it. It's unjust. Yeah, Just so, get up uh, all of you want, Trebek. What matters is, does it work? Will it really mighty my <laughs> penis, man? <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, are you selling penis mine here? We are sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> gold mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is getting off the rails. Sorry. That hardly ever happens with you guys. No, never. Exactly, yeah. About? We've never had a two-hour and 45-minute episode talking about Showgirls 2. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so well there were two uh, different versions to talk about. <laughs> they burned everybody so like the next day they're playing chess uh murphy brown hasn't slept a wink i assume uh but this is where razuli basically tells her his plan of like no see i kidnap you so i can insult the sultan nah. and then uh and then we start a jihad no big deal and <laughs> it's like wait yeah, no what? big deal <laughs> Yes, yes. When the jihad starts, then we'll really be able to fight because real men fight with swords. But but they're yeah, doing cannons and shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's not our way. <laughs> we fight with swords. We have to decapitate each other. Collect the quickening. Didn't you see my movie ten years from now? Steve, did you watch this high, <laughs> <laughs> baby? I wished that I is had. Not true. He watched it drunken. You know yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, so he wants to insult the the Sultan and create uprising, and basically he's the conservative party of <laughs> Morocco, who's now trading with like the French and the Germans and the Americans and everything. And he's like, "That's not how it is. We should we should be by the people, for the people, of the people of the desert." Blah blah blah, some crap like that. And then some uh, garbage or whatever. <laughs> And then, yeah, this is the kind of the part where they're, where Roosevelt's like, well, what do they want? What, what, what's their ransom for the people? Like, oh, yeah, they want uh, some gold, some horses, and the Sultan's head on a pile of melons. Seems reasonable. Yeah, it's like, well, all right. <laughs> I guess this is where we negotiate. <laughs> is this where he says, is this where Roosevelt starts rallying with, like, Rizuli dead or, or Murphy Brown rescued? Yeah, I think... I think he's like, yeah, I'd love to take him alive because then, uh, then I could box him or something. <laughs> well, he, he also okay. So there's a couple things that do happen in here. Uh, out of the chess games, there's also someone delivers a tongue to him. Oh yes, and the kids totally that dig the that kids that think too. is amazing. <laughs> he's like, oh cool, looks like a tongue. They're like poking at it and stuff. And what kind of tongue like, do you think? Children, get away from that. <laughs> he's like. Why would you cut out someone's tongue? Like, well, maybe the person didn't like what he was saying. Because <laughs> that's a reasonable response. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and then the letters delivered, and he like reads it, and he's like, "Oh God damn it! These guys are—they're taking me seriously." All right. Here's what we're gonna do: go find a woman, cut off her finger, and we'll send it to him saying it's uh, uh, Murphy Brown's here. <laughs> it's like. Wait, just just a random chick. You just want to cut off a random chick's finger. I also like, dude. You want to tell? I'll get you a toe. All right, 
Oh, sorry, wrong movie. All right, go back to my tent. Talk to wife number four. She answers to Isabel. It's funny because later he makes a point of saying, I don't harm women or children. And this one he's like, get me a woman's finger. (laughs) And make sure it's pasty. They won't believe it if it's dark. Would you be willing to? (laughs) Yes, Nathan. I'm just saying that he's he probably doesn't intentionally harm them. He, he might actually be quite sweet about the whole thing and be like, would you be willing to, to just to sacrifice one, just just one of your fingers um, so that we could send it to Teddy Rose? I mean, this is Rosuli the Magnificent speaking. Come on, Stephanie. We all know he's not putting a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie. Yeah, yeah, that's what her name is. It's a good. It's a good Middle East. And, and this also has one of the, uh, <laughs> the the best cuts of the movie, where uh, it's like, "Does he have no respect for life?" And then smash cut to Yellowstone hunting party, and they're just <laughs> randomly yes. firing and, the camp. Oh, well, and Teddy Roosevelt's philosophy of bears. Oh yeah, we get yeah the whole news interview and basically monologue. He goes on about the grizzly bear being being the symbol of America. Not that dandified turkey of the dandified dandified vulture yeah, that's it, yeah. is exactly how he describes the eagle. <laughs> but he- is uh, that the bear? Yes, this is the bear that attacked the horse camp at dawn. He knew that men would be asleep or at their worst at dawn. As you know, he injured one of the Indians quite severely. He killed several of the horses too. Did you yourself participate in stopping the bear, Mr. President? Yes, I regret to say. Why do you regret, Mr. President? Because he's a fine creature. This is his valley. This valley belonged to the bear, and we're the intruders here. We're accustomed to wild animals taking flight at the sight of men with guns. The American grizzly fears nothing. Not man, not guns, not death. Do you intend to have this bear as a rug in the White House, Mr. President? Rug? No. No, I intend to have him stuffed and placed on exhibit. Smithsonian Institute. The American grizzly bear is a symbol of the American character. Strength, intelligence, ferocity. A little blind and reckless at times. But courageous beyond all doubt. On one other trait that goes all previous. And that, Mr. President? Loneliness. A bear lives out his life alone. Indomitable, unconquered, but always alone. He has no real allies, only enemies, but none of them are as great as he. You feel this might be an American trait? Certainly. The world will never love us. They respect us. They may even grow to fear us. They will never love us. But we have too much audacity. And we're a bit blind and reckless at times, too. Are you perhaps referring to the Panama Canal and the situation in Morocco? If you say so. The American grizzly embodies the spirit of America. He should be our symbol. Not that ridiculous eagle. He's no more than a dandified vulture. Dandified. He also like I was kind of surprised that he says like the bear is the is the symbol of America, but that he says like you know maybe we're a little aggressive and uh, reckless at times, and I'm like oh wow nine okay <laughs> I'm, I'm down we're alone yes. because we're feared, <laughs> but also a little uh, reckless 
Yeah. At times. Absolutely. If America, if, as, Steve, if America was a bear right now, we would be that bear that ate the like eight, eight kilos of cocaine. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, as, as evidenced by the beaches. No, no, we, we would um, be Winnie the Pooh. We would be a shade of yellowish orange, really old, kind of I mean, derpy. No, I mean, but Nathan, he's let's just. <laughs> let, let, let's, let's just reason with them for a second. If you had a dick as limp as Florida, you'd be angry too. <laughs> Florida's America's <laughs> Oh, Florida. Ah, oh, the Wang State. All right, so then we cut back uh, across the Take world. That, Florida. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> and uh, the lions are being delivered to the Sultan. Yay! Um, Why don't we build a road to the Sultan? You cannot build a road on sand? He's like, you cannot build a road on the sea. <laughs> But it would be much easier. We for have men who fly. Now I believe it was. Uh, it's not the the sultan's job to make you comfortable. Oh, either. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> like basically, sultan don't give no fucks. <laughs> Is the sultan coded as gay? Uh, I mean, no. I think he's mm. supposed to be childish. Yeah, yeah. I think that's more. Yeah, just like uh, I don't wanna like that kind just of see, stuff. See. But I'm a Grimaldi warrior. Yeah. <laughs> he's Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me a couple of lions. <laughs> Paul Lynn, what are you doing here? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Party at Roddy McDowell's place. <laughs> Get on those bicycles and play some polo. Everybody put your keys in this fishbowl. <laughs> you want to fire this Gatling gun? Huh? So, Steve, why did you quit the podcast? I don't know. I think we brought up Paul End and she left in a huff. Oh, I can't get my hands around it. Well, no, here's what happened. I made a reference to Mystery Science Theater about the Grimaldi Warriors, and Brendan thought I was making a, uh, Charles, a Charles Nelson, Nelson Riley, Riley yeah. Uh, yeah. impression, which is absolutely valid because the, they do sound very similar. What? No. You could say we were brothers. <laughs> Stop. Like my brother, George. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, is it because of that character in uh, that Kirk Douglas movie that you loved? Yes, in the villain yeah, slash Cactus Jack. Yeah. That's the only reason I don't like Paul Lind, not everything else in his career. Not any time he's ever opened his mouth. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> I have children. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood Squares. All right. <laughs> So, all right. Win in the line. All right. So, uh, so the Sultan and uh, the messenger guy they have a meeting in the carriage of state, where they climb a couple dudes to get on top of this carriage, being yeah. carried by I don't know twenty other dudes. Mm. Oh yeah, there's like some casual slavery going on at the same time. Yeah. Oh, it's it's oh. super casual slavery. Yeah. <laughs> super casual. The guy's thirty feet up in the air on a throne, and the other person allowed to have a meeting with him is about ten feet down in a kitty chair. <laughs> He's like, "So what is it you want from the great and powerful Sultan?" Like, uh, we want to be able to like bring our our army in and like take some people away. Like, ah, I can't do it. It's my net. <laughs> <laughs> he's my uncle he's my uncle Wait. i thought the bashaw was your uncle they're both my uncles they're brothers that's <laughs> i'm a grimaldi warrior <laughs> see how it all comes back I around die in battle. <laughs> i must have an honorable death and, the, and then it's the constant like you don't know how hard it is to be sultan it's very difficult. It's so hard. More grapes. Oh my god! Do you see how many? I 
guys, I have to step on to just get in this carriage. Oh, my life <laughs> Super is the cereal, worst. you guys. <laughs> and their backs so are getting so calloused. Yep. <laughs> their backs are scraping the bottoms of my feet when I step on them. <laughs> so then we uh, we finally oh, head over to Razuli's palace. Yes, Razuli has a palace. It's a little more rural than the Sultans or the Bashaws, but uh, he definitely usurped that palace from somebody. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's great, honestly. Of all the palaces, that's probably the one I'd want to go visit. Yeah. And basically, uh, he offers uh, Candace my dream life. Yeah. Yeah, just chill here, eat dates, and you know, get eat, fat, and it was maybe eat, I'll spice meats. It was eat fruit, uh, look, hang out in the garden, and bathe in scented water. That's right. Don't forget the spiced oh, meats. Yeah, the spice oh, oh yeah, the salted meats. I love spiced meats. Is he was like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm Sean Connery's concubine. <laughs> I'll be his ninth wife. I'm okay with that. Yeah. There's only seven days in a week. He's going to get tired at some point. As long as you're not. I was with you last week. Yeah, you probably were. All right. As as long as you're not number eight, Izzy. Number eight is not where you want to be. Whoo! Yeah, that that eighth wife. That's a hard roll. That's that's a hard knock life. A hard knock wife. Okay. Hard knock life for us. All right. So then we uh, come back to the U.S. I've got. Right, we cut back to the U.S. where Teddy Roosevelt's having, I, I don't know, is it a birthday party or party they're celebrating the Panama Canal? I don't know what. doesn't matter. Yeah, they're celebrating the Panama Canal. I think Canal. it was a combination of the two. Yeah. And uh, there's oh, one random comedy. Asian dude there at the table. Fucking hate combination Oh, yes. Parties. The you makey speech Oh, my God. Scene. Yeah. That, uh, that was kind of rough. Yeah, though, and and it's not offset by like another like Asian character that wasn't a walking stereotype, so that made it worse. No, yeah, it, everybody else was, you know, like I assume the Roosevelt family and the, uh, John Houston was there and stuff. But there's the one guy, and, and like John Houston's the one like leaning over and going, <laughs> saying horrible things. Nicey, uh, <laughs> nicey, nice forky, forky, huh? Yeah. <laughs> It almost it almost looked though at one point where when the Asian dude said you likey speechy it almost the look on John Houston's face was almost like oh really Milius this is yeah. for my standards John John come here a second we we need to talk about this did you see Maltese Falcon when I coded Peter Lore as gay I never went this far <laughs> let's get the Falcon oh no. <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> hey guys, I'm, I'm a Grimaldi warrior. Yeah, guys, uh, th- th- this had me thinking. Do you guys remember blowing out candles? Oh, do you remember when that yeah. was a thing? Remember when? Remember when you could do that remember and it bre- wasn't completely oh. gross? Well, no, remember, because it's always been completely do you gross. When breathing on people's food was even like legal in the states. <laughs> Whoa, you guys! I still see that now. Are you sure? Um, right now. I- I mean, not, not really. this past. Well, yes, for us because we're in the yellow face. Yeah, so, yellow face. so if you were having dinner and I came over and just started blowing spit on it, you'd not be like, "Happy spit. birthday!" Not blowing spit, gently, gently breathing yeah. across it, letting those tiny droplets do the work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, have you always been like antsy about this sort of stuff? No, Steve? not really. But. Are you kidding? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm more of the I'm more of the my germs hand in it kind of guy. So a, a, a lot of a lot of people okay. do do compliment me on my uh, saliva making a great steak glaze. So just saying, there you oh. go. Well, it's that Montreal seasoning. 
Yeah. Right. Smoke meat, baby. Is that a cat? That's a cat. I know. It sounds like a human coming down the stairs. It sounds stairs. like a small horse coming down the stairs. It's fucking Cameron. Cats. All right. So then, uh, so then he uh, excuses himself from the birthday cake to then go uh, go go check some sketches of how his uh, Grizz- Grizzly is going to be set up for the Smithsonian. And uh, there, there's definitely one of the pictures he's like taking a jab at California. I think because it's the Calif- the one where it's walking on all fours. That's so like, oh, that's the California it looks state like flag. a hairy cow. And he's like, ah, it looks like a fucking pansy. Looks like it probably taxes up the asshole. No, it was. He looked like an oversized cow. Called it. Yeah. Yes, he said it looked. No, he said it looked like a hairy cow. That's yeah. right, a hairy cow. And then uh, instead, he's like, "No, I want to be more like this. You know, like the poster for Grizzly." <laughs> it's gonna be huge, guys. Trust me. Anyway. Oh no! Get out. But by, by the way, Grizzly two, the concert coming out later this year on Blu-ray. Guess who's pre-ordered. Oh. <laughs> I am the least amount of shocked I could possibly be in any situation. <laughs> He's the least shocked that's ever shocked in the history of not being shocked. <laughs> oh, she said it! <laughs> what? No. <laughs> what? Thanks, Marky yeah, Mark. I, I, Mark. Marky Mark's uh, level of shock in that scene is believable compared to wh- what I can muster right now. <laughs> Holy shit, I think Marky Mark's going to kill that bitch in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't watch the deleted scenes? <laughs> no, we must have got the Canada man. cut. You don't need to be here. No, we, we we got the stupid cut where it was the plants the whole time. Uh, oh. <clears throat> spoiler don't alert you... for a movie nobody's going to watch. I, it couldn't I, even I... have been the bees. Anyway. All right. So. <laughs> all right. Where are we? Oh, yeah. October 27th now. 1904. Basically, uh, this is where shit's about to... Uh, go off because uh all the military advisors are like yeah we should uh we should just intervene and have our troops go there and basically seize the bashaw tell them to suck our dicks and uh get our people back and like well this Actually, could lead what to i a have world noted war, here guys. is uh for this part of the movie was oh christ another hour of this oh, oh. yeah <laughs> we're, first, we're about halfway through hour. this people <laughs> I was gonna say the first forty five minutes to an hour is not is not too too bad. Like it's paced fairly well, but I find like yeah, halfway through this just takes a dive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. So so in the story, they're basically like, all right, cool. We're just gonna take over the Bashaw, and you know, this could be seen as like a aggressive threat and could lead to world war. And everyone stands there for like a two full minutes, just like, man, a world war. Could you imagine it? That sounds fucking yeah, she's, awesome. I got my note here is also that uh, she is no Archduke Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew Archduke Ferdinand. I shot Archduke Ferdinand, and you, yeah. Murphy Brown. You started World War. I saw Franz Ferdinand in concert. That's like the same thing, right? I had a, I had a, I named a hamster Ferdinand. <laughs> See, we've all been there, guys. I'm getting to the point where I made a Franz Ferdinand reference, and then I said, that's for you youngins, to which Jason said, you're such an old man to think that youngins would know Franz Ferdinand <laughs> Modest mouse. Anyway. There you go. <laughs> hey, any, any, any Bono, Bonoites here? <laughs> Bonoites? Bo- Bo- Bonoitos, I think they're called. Bonoito. I think that's a Coldplay song. <laughs> Nickelback. All right. So back at the prison camp, 
Um, apparently Murphy Brown has struck a deal with the creepiest guard ever where they're going to sneak out. And- oh, yeah, he's not sketchy at all. Yeah. I gave him jewels. Uh, uh, give me money. Uh, yeah. uh, give me the rifle. Uh, yeah. Wait, <laughs> let me just check and see if you're okay. How do you spell potato? Yeah, so they <laughs> so they sneak out and ride off on horses, quote-unquote, at night. Um even though it's the darkest night, <laughs> the darkest. Yeah, the the it's the day for night in this is egregious. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's like, oh man, it's it's too bad they have to wear sunscreen at night too. Uh, <laughs> it looks like they just turned down the brightness on like the computer monitor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's getting to be eight p.m. I, I mean, it's it's no a talking cat, but yeah. But then again, what is? I think you mean a talking cat. Oh, sorry, I mean a talking cat. A talking cat? That's a cat yeah. that's talking. That's crazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What you guys think of my Middle Eastern accent? <laughs> Those two teenage boys are definitely going to fuck. Alright. Oh my god. <laughs> wait, wait, okay, now I really want to see Sean Connery just record an audio commentary over a talking cat? <laughs> here, 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 let, let me, what, let me, let me send you the, uh, the file that he sent in. I don't make the rules, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Julia Roberts' brother did this? I mean, this is the best he, thing. He ever sounds like he's on the phone. <laughs> Can we take his thumbs for this? <laughs> <laughs> Runaway who? <laughs> so yeah, so so Murphy Brown and the creepy guard and the kids. Uh, basically, the creepy guard ends up taking them to another tribe. Hey, we're safe. Oh no, these guys are totally going to rape us. Oh yeah, oh, he brought them straight to the raping tribe. <laughs> yep. Um, but then, above over the horizon... I believe that that, that tribe is actually the uh, Rapaho tribe. <laughs> wow. Nice. But yes, <laughs> Thank you. but who's that? I'm On the hill over dude. there. <gasps> My god, it's Lawrence of Arabia. Wait. Nope. Nope, it's Sean Connery. The Highlander oh, has come to save us, everybody. A- Hell of a sharpshooter with no scope on his gun. Well, because he's the Razuli. He's Razuli the Magnificent. The Magnificent, also, right. Steve, your <laughs> eyes must be terrible because Lawrence of Arabia has blonde hair and no facial hair. How did you think that was him? <laughs> he was three miles away. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's just looking for white guys in the desert. Come on. The sun was at his back. <laughs> Besides, did you hear the music swell up? It was very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. yeah, so this is where um, uh, Murphy Brown and the kids end up killing some dudes. Yeah. Um, but uh, Razuli slays. <laughs> he always slays at Queen. That's right. <laughs> so then he's basically like, oh, you're real. <laughs> uh, he's like, you're a real pain in my ass. Oh, no, he's like, you're in a lot of trouble, Miss P- Pendergrass, or whatever your name is. Pendergrass. Oh, he says that several times. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like his running gag line or something. I don't know. Well, You're a lot of trouble. And this is also the moment where he says, I don't hurt women or children. And I'm like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Point unless, of order, unless... Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was later when she was like, so you're basically bluffing them. Oh, I thought this was that scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, after yeah, he takes him back to his palace, and he's basically, what do, you, what do you plan to do with us? Like, well, I plan to return you to your home. Oh, our home that's littered with the corpses of your victims? 
<laughs> also, when he says uh, when he says he's not gonna kill kill them, Candace Bergen turns to the camera and cries, and I'm like, wait, does she want to die? Yeah, that was like, no, I'm afraid I've been bluffing you too. It's like, uh, all right, I'm confused. Okay, <laughs> I, th- I think I think if I can venture a theory, I think what she means. <laughs> wow, thanks for the uh, vote of confidence. Um, I think what saying she, just watch him, Steve. Yeah, Be careful. Yeah. Keep a leash on. I think what she means is um, <laughs> because she was acting, she was trying to act tough, and I think that just means that she's not brave about this at all because she breaks down. So I'm pretty sure that's what she means mm-hmm. by like I was bluffing too. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And for more <laughs> analysis like that, check out Full Screen and Country where they get no! <laughs> yes for Screen and Country. <laughs> Listen to for Screen and Country for more stuff like that. That's right, Thank you, Nathan. And of course, our review if you want of dick and the fart Wicker jokes. Man. Head on over to what were they thinking? Uh, yeah, because Jason, I don't do any dick and fart jokes. <laughs> no, I don't honestly, when you when you said when Brendan, when you sent me the the if I wanted to to be on this episode, and you told me the movie, and I looked up the movie, I was like, did he send this to me by mistake and mean to send it to Jason? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a, it's you know not without merit. Well, I mean, it certainly seems like the kind of movie that you guys would cover over there on your I show. I just say it's questionable. Mm, <laughs> tis. But there's that historic element to it, more, which is... A lot more Americans in this, though, I think, than yeah. usual. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I come from I come from Arizona. <laughs> I'm born and raised. And I may have an indelible English accent, but I'm actually from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> the Upper West Side. <laughs> Little Glasgow. <laughs> All right, Iowa. so the American ships finally arrive, and they basically just march through town. And I love they're just like marching down the middle of the road, and there's people like just diving. Oh, out it's of the, the road worst parade ever. <laughs> yeah, it's like is this the massive shootout? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's them marching through town and then getting to the Bashars palace or whatever and then just opening fire this, this massive slaughter is followed by like jaunty hilarious music yeah and they i don't know what was going on with these guys because they the the americans clearly said firing positions they had a cannon and everything and they didn't do a goddamn thing to stop any well, of it okay it to be fair to be um, they uh, were saying it in English. That there may have been a communication <laughs> thing. Like, sure, they're lining up, pointing all the weapons at them, and you know that, that causes a little hesitation. Like, hey guys, should we do something? I don't yeah, know. They, they haven't said Maklock yet. It, it's it's <laughs> like it's like if in that it's like if in that scene in, that's terrible. It's like if in that scene in uh, in Gandhi where they got where they just unload on those like innocent Indian people. It's like if that scene happened and then right after they were like, so wait, so you're saying it's sort of like in uh Mistress of the Apes, where we go from a knife oh, rape scene directly into a jaunty oh, musical. Mistress of the Apes. <laughs> Sorry, still need. I just I couldn't resist. I still need to Mistress watch. Mistress of the Apes. Chicken, chicken, chicken. Yeah, so so they basically they walk up to the Bashan, and he's just calm as hell. Like people are like, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> she's a Mistress of the Apes. 
Uh, and like, so people are like just dying and falling out. He's just kind of like brushing them off, like, ah, get off my blanket. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's the one guy that walks up, and he's basically like, uh, Bashar, you're my prisoner. Your president is mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sure is, and then salutes yep. him. <laughs> Uh, then we uh, cut back across America where Teddy Roosevelt is rifling the Tsar of Russia. <laughs> uh, yeah, just practice shooting his rifle at a picture of the Tsar. And, uh, basically, we got a cute little story about uh, Teddy Roosevelt being blind in his left eye. Which is, I, I, I wanted to look that up because I was like, if they made that up, this movie has gone off the deep end and they didn't. It was real. Yeah. But but yeah. when did this all happen and how? Boxing. <laughs> On Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. yeah, exactly. Yeah, like three days ago. Yeah. But don't tell it, nobody, okay? It'll just be between back. us. Wink. Yeah. But he, he says, like, I, I, I can't see it in my left eye. From, just like, ignore it and maybe it'll come back. Yeah, the last three days. But I'm sure it'll just come back on its own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As it does. Yeah. It's unfortunate because it's, it's wait and see attitudes like that is the reason why we have wrong sounding Muppets, according to the family guy. <laughs> Oh, soapbox! Here we go. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, so uh, yeah, basically, Teddy's like getting more reports. Like, hey, this Rizzoli guy sounds uh sounds kind of like a pirate. I like him. <laughs> and then he says, like, J.P. Morgan is the only other pirate he knows. <laughs> it's like, all yes. right, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, well, he also makes note that the the world is uh, tiring of pirates of his type, and I have a note here that says. Captain Phillips would say differently. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> I am the captain now. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like the um it's not like a franchise entirely about pirates isn't one of the biggest money makers of all time or anything. Cutthroat <laughs> Island? No. Shut up, Steve. That's the one you're talking about. The last good pirate movie. Oh, get out. It doesn't sound like get out, at didn't all. Have pirates at all. You're mistaken, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> not the well, you watch the American version. No, us definitely had pirates, but get out. Fucking wish. That'd be amazing. That would be pretty amazing. <laughs> Just in the middle for no explained reason, pirates show up, and then back to the movie, guys. Oh my god, that would be great. No, no, I'm pretty sure that's what the twist of that movie was. Just random pirates showing up right and now. killing people. I that would have been better, actually. Oh, I love that movie. It's all right. <laughs> I got five on it. Uh, where are we? Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we get uh, a lot of witticisms back and forth with Teddy and Rizzoli. Like, Rizzoli says, like, a man can trust no one and blah, blah, blah. And then we get a little story about uh, him escaping from prison and his rise to power in the seedy underbelly of Morocco only by being a prince of the land and a prophet of Hala. Okay. <laughs> My dad, my dad was a sultan, but that doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah, I God just <laughs> chose me. I got here on my own. No one gave me a loan at all. I'm huge. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Why did he turn into Trump at the end of that? Because <laughs> that's the joke they're making, Brandon. John F. Trumpity. <laughs> I'm not good with accents. All right. Um, let's see what happened. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, they, they like make an offer right like, hey, over. we'll give you some gold and some of your prisoners back, you know, for the for the for Murphy Brown and the kids. Um and he's like, Well, 
I don't like that stuff, but you know what? I'll go talk to him in person, and it'll it'll be great. That's a direct quote, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. Okay. I've got got notes where, like, this isn't making a whole lot of sense to me right now, but whatever. I must not be that person. So here's the thing. I think this is why, like, at the halfway point, this movie gets a lot less interesting. It goes from being sort of, like, a smaller movie about, like, a lady being kidnapped and then, like, what is the like the what is the president going to do, and is it going to affect global affairs? But like, it's it's less characters to like it starts becoming more of like a world war, and so it just gets like so big. It's like an Avengers movie where it's like, well, you know, I cried when one character died, but do I cry when ten thousand characters die? It becomes definitely more of like a they're attempting it to be more of a sweeping epic than anything yeah. else, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, there's definitely a lot of that, but I also just don't think there's like I mean they're not I know they're not supposed to be a romantic connection, but I just don't think there's any sort of chemistry between the leads at all, and I just don't like really care what happens to them. I guess. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. If Sean Connery could have chemistry with a broom, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm there with oh, you saw that video on YouTube too. Come here, broom. Come here, broom. If you don't come here, I'll slap you the back of my hand. <laughs> don't talk back to me, broom. <laughs> yeah, so uh, basically, Eversuli like goes to exchange uh, Murphy Brown and the kids in person, and then oh shit, they're ambushed. They're surrounded by all the French and German forces too. Oh, I've been betrayed, and so they put him in a prison cell. And, yeah, sorry. Uh, now, now I'm just now I'm just thinking of the great chemistry Sean Connery would have with the broom in Fantasia. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, sleep say, for me, wait, you didn't bastard. He, didn't he play the sorcerer in that scene? I'm Mickey. <laughs> he had the beard yeah, for it. <laughs> sweep, sweep. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we have a weird scene where the little boy starts dreaming of his time with Rosuli. That was weird. That yeah, was a little weird. Well, it was because that he, he, I think he thought that mom had betrayed Rosuli because she wasn't doing anything to get him. To, he felt he was, she wasn't doing anything to, to help him be freed from the uh, the captors because they were sold out by the um by his it was his nephew yeah, wasn't his it his nephew the, the the guy that ke- keeps dropping off the messages and mm-hmm. stuff yeah yeah yeah, hmm. yeah. um it, it, but in the morning uh, weird, Murphy Brown wakes him up and is like hey guess what we're going to get out of here oh oh excuse me Mr. General sir uh sir, could I talk to you about something Hark, you're my hostage <laughs> now <laughs> and <laughs> And basically, she's like, "Hey, up, you fucking bitch! Move! I'm executing every last one of you." No. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> no, basically, she. <laughs> Not quite. No, she just holds a knife to her throat. And is like, "Everybody moves!" And I start slashing throats. And then he's like, "Well, why didn't you say so? We'll be glad." Yeah, it's like, "Hell yeah, we'll join you. Help free Rizzoli." Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, that so, was a weird turn. I didn't expect that. <laughs> no, that came out of fucking nowhere, like an RKO. Like an RKO. Ah! <laughs> oh, Nathan, by the way, this is for only us four. But uh, the funniest thing was watching a wrestling show with Steve uh, the other night, and, and Steve trying to call the RKO multiple times when it was not the RKO. Uh, it, it wasn't a per. <laughs> okay, there were a lot of uh, poorly executed ones. I was like... Okay, that guy's a little bit to the side. Okay, that's not quite, but... Yes, but when it, when it's not done by Randy Orton, it's either called a, an ace crusher or a diamond cutter. Well, no, it wasn't even that. People were just hitting, like, neck breakers and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He's like, out of nowhere! 
<laughs> I, I'm sorry, gentlemen. I believe he... uh, it's time for me to speak up and say, Nerds! Steve, did you watch Raw last night? They had a social distancing crowd behind plexiglass. Oh, shit, really? Fuck yeah. Was, yep. So it was like a hockey game? But it was all like it was all it was all like trainees from the back. Yeah, it was all the guys from the performance center. Oh, nice! Just milling about in the area where the uh, the audience would be. Yeah. Behind plexiglass, yes, like a hockey quote game. unquote six feet apart from each other. <laughs> <laughs> I feel if they're if they're the trainees at the at the performance center, they've probably already come into contact with each other that day. So well, I, I'm surprised that they. That center would be open for that many people. Anyway, Florida. 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 Essential business, WWE. Let's not forget. Yep. All right. So where were we? Oh, yeah. So they're trying to free Rizzoli. So, like, the American troops, uh, they just kind of walk up with Murphy Brown. Like, oh, yeah, they want to talk to the German people. Surprise, motherfuckers! And they just open fire on everybody. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Uh, The... the, uh, the Rizzoli's Bedouins join in out of nowhere too, and they they start fighting, and then a lot of horses get tripped wires. Oh, my, wife my, my wife did not care for the scene at all. We're not falling horses, so like when you shoot a movie, um, I believe trip wires are banned in the U.S. now. Well, now, yeah, forty five years yeah, no, ago, not, not during this, but um, so there are horses that are called falling horses, and they're horse like there are some horses that can be trained to do stunts and actually enjoy it, and they're the ones where like uh, you know you'll see like in westerns, and all of a sudden the horse just collapses because it's like so thirsty or whatever. So you can do these scenes with, the, with horses that enjoy doing that. These horses were falling on their fucking faces. They were tripping them with wires, and like 90% of the time after you trip a horse with a wire, it breaks something in its foot and it has to be euthanized. No, babe, they were getting shot by everybody with guns and, hmm. and hit with swords. And I feel like, I feel like this happening. also comes up. I feel like this also comes up in Zardos, and I feel like it also comes up in Ben-Hur. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they tripped a bunch of horses in Zardos. Definitely Ben Hur. That chair. Oh yeah, Ben Hur. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ben Hur. It was for literally sure. like they—they they were literally just throwing horses out there. Well, I get the next corpse. I mean, horse. You know, it, it's cliche <laughs> for a reason, but Ben Hur is the Milo and Otis of Roman movies. Oh, uh, fuck. Ooh. <laughs> By the way, the remake they made like three or four years ago—not that bad. Check it out. Of Milo and Otis. No, uh, Ben Hur. There was a remake. Yeah, from the oh, director Ben-Hur. of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, and uh, I'm sure he did some oh. good movies too. Wanted, you know, Timor Beckmanetov. Ben Hur. I thought somebody went to the trouble of remaking Milo and Otis. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, oh, thousands. There have been thousands of Milo and Otis knockoffs. I was going to say, you could just call it anything else. <laughs> you don't have to pay for the remake rights. Just call it a fucking dog and a cat hanging out. The movie. Myus and Lodo. Wait. <laughs> Odell and Milo's. Uh, 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 Milos and Osmosis yeah. Jones. Nailed it. Ooh. <laughs> oh, mm, Milos is now cute little dog. Um, meow, meow, I'm a kitty. <laughs> Borsti, you are a kitty cat. Let us go on epic adventure and Dudley Moore will oh, marry. No, don't fall down that waterfall. Oh no, no, this is terrible. Move on. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, Murphy Brown ends up finding Rizzoli hanging upside down. Um, and he's like, oh, thank God you're here. 
was getting uncomfortable. And uh, basically, she cuts him down. And, uh, you know, free, free, you know, it cuts his restraints and everything. Um, he grabs the sword and he's basically like, I'll see you, uh, when we're both like golden clouds on the wind and runs out. And I'm like, that's how I'm going to say goodbye to people yeah, and from she's now all on. sad. Like he's going to die in this, face. this battle. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, don't worry. He's got 20 years. Yeah. He's got this. <laughs> he's all like, peace, bitch. I'm out. <laughs> well, legitimately that, the, the, the real guy didn't die until 1925 uh you mean uh shahir raizuli yep yes the magnificent <laughs> <laughs> always the magnificent uh yeah he, so he has like a sword fight with the uh german general guy on horseback that's a pretty cool little scene uh let's see oh yeah and he steals a horse uh basically it goes right by the boy who hands him a rifle and rides off into the sunset our hero. They have a really weird last scene. <laughs> oh yeah, that yeah. exchange at the end was strange. Uh, They're like, oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that's coming up. Uh, basically, we come okay. back. Teddy Roosevelt gets the update. Like, oh yeah, we've got the 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 lady and the kids. She's safe. Everything's good. By the way, we own Morocco now. So what are we gonna do? I don't know. I want to see my bear. <laughs> and I, it's funny because he's going to spend some time with his bear, and uh, I think it's is it John Houston is like, oh, hopefully he's a, he's a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it, it's a bear. I mean, he could be a log cabin Republican. Could be. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And de- let's not. Let's, you guys see what I did there? Anybody? You guys see what I, I, I did there? You. See what I, I did you. there? All right. Cool. Let's not forget too that Democrat uh, meant a lot of uh, a much different thing in 1904. <laughs> Sure did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, he also gets a letter from Razuli and starts reading it. And uh, this is where we get the title of the movie, where he's basically like, you'll like the wind. You just blow through and fuck shit up. I'm the lion. I fuck shit up and I stay there. I need to stay in my cage, whereas you need to go across the planet. Yeah. I get given as a gift to the Sultan. That's right. <laughs> That's uh, why I'm like a lion. <laughs> Yep, and then uh, and then this is when we cut back to that final scene of Rosuli on the beach with his buddy. Like, is <laughs> he says like, he but, says he literally says, um, "Have you ever? What? Did, oh, no, I don't." Know. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy's like, "But, but, uh, but, Rosuli, we've lost everything. <laughs> is there not one thing in your life worth losing everything for?" <laughs> Roll credits. What the fuck? Made as much sense as the rest of the movie. Like, what the fuck is that? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> The Wind and the Lion. Uh, uh, Brendan, Nathan, um, would you recommend this movie? <clears throat> Maybe to my dad. Yeah, you know what? This is absolutely a dad movie. This is oh, about yeah. guys and uh, honor and swashbuckling and all that kinds of shit. I think at this point it's more of a granddad Well, yeah, movie. granddad, yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of old. Because <laughs> I'm a dad, and I wouldn't recommend this to my other friends who are also dads. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, what the fuck are you do? Why Why would you tell me to watch that movie? It, it felt like it went on for a week. <laughs> I stopped watching Avatar for this. Hmm. Uh, the Last Airbender, you mean? That's the one. <laughs> yes, Avatar um, The Last Airbender. 
I would say that th- this movie feels like the like we mentioned. I, I know I mentioned Lawrence of Arabia already a couple times, but this feels like a Diet Coke version of that movie. Like, just, <laughs> like Lawrence like, after Arabia? <laughs> oh no, no, Lawrence after this is much better than Lawrence after Arabia. Oh um, good, <laughs> but this just feels like um, yeah, we'll kind of just let's just try to do that. But do you know how we do that? Uh, we'll just give it a shot. Um, it's it's like genuinely enjoyable for the first like i'd say hour and like nathan said when you find out that there's an hour left that's kind of where i was like all right i think i'm out (laughs) yeah 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 notice uh we talked about the first hour for about an hour and then the second hour in about 15 minutes (laughs) i do like i just about i do do like candy bergen i will say that yeah and brian keith is fantastic as teddy roosevelt he he really was yeah i I agree roosevelt was absolutely my favorite part of this movie 100 percent. how about you babe recommend it it's definitely not the worst of these types of films it's sort of fun and uh i mean come on sean connery is a chic like i can't not recommend people at least see that once yeah yeah (laughs) it's like john wayne is genghis khan and the conqueror you should definitely watch it at least once nope the first birthday (laughs) that uh i spent with steve for his birthday I was like, uh, like a couple, like a week before, I was like, "Have you ever seen the movie The Conqueror?" And he was like, "What are you talking about?" Like, call the Conqueror. It, and he googled it, and he was like, "No, you are fa- this is a fake. You have somehow hacked IMDb. This cannot be real. Oh God, it's on Netflix. Let's order it now because it was this. Yeah. And it arrived. Is that the movie? Is that the movie? Wow, you guys have been together forever. Is, is, is that the movie where they all died after pretty much? Yes, because it was at a nuclear waste site that they were filming. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I did. I told him not to look at the fun facts till we watched it. So yeah. we went for a drive, came back, watched the movie while Steve was reading the fun facts, going, "What? Oh my god, <laughs> that yeah. shit's called karma." <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. (laughs) And when we come back, we have more beer. Fun facts. And what we learn from the wind and or the lion. Everything. Have you ever watched a movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every week we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it so you don't have to and then sometimes we ate your cues in our mailbag no big whoop yeah no big whoop at all so that's what were they thinking you can find us on your favorite podcatcher or follow us on the world wide web on twitter and instagram at wwtt podcast who the hell says world wide web anymore this guy so uh yeah see you soon Wave at microphone. When the world is in danger. Sea levels have been rising steadily, leading to economic collapse. When the threat is beyond belief. Zorin is back from the dead. We never did find his body in San Francisco Bay all those years ago. I told you these microchips would be huge. Now I have to flood the world. Flood the microchip market? No, the world! Like that water movie with the fish man. There's only one man who can save us. Bond. James Bond. I've developed a lot of gadgets over the years, 007, but a time machine simply isn't one of them. 
You're not the man you once were, Bond. Time knows no mercy. Didn't you die a few movies ago? Obviously, that's completely irrelevant. But when that one man reaches a certain age, he could probably use some help. Don't worry. I've arranged a meeting with an old friend of mine. Wait, you're not Anya Armasova? No, but I am Agent Triple X. Now, two cultural icons must work together to bring down evil. Mr. Bond, Mr. Cage, you see, it's already too late. Project Final Strike is already underway. Yeah, well, I live for this sh language. Do you want a PG-13 rating or not? There you go with your old man MPAA regulations. Old man, gentlemen, you're literally eight months older than I am. Look it up. I'm over here divulging my evil plan. But will they be able to even get along? Yeah? Well, you know about extreme sports. Well, since you asked, I'm an Olympic-level skier and marksman. Uh, I've raced uh, speedboats, jet skis, snowmobiles, sports cars with missiles on them, all while people were shooting at me. Uh, let's see, I have motorbiked through bazaars, taught Jason Bourne how to parkour, windsurfed a tsunami, uh, basically invented your precious snowboarding while listening to Beach Boys, and I still hold the record for the highest bungee jump in human history. Uh, so kindly show me some goddamn respect. Oh yeah? Well, I get a lot of ladies, too. <laughs> Child, please. I secured more confirmed strange and a view to a kill than you have your entire franchise. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have this bomb to design. I just don't think I should be alone tonight. I'll watch her. You will. No, I'm watching her. Well, who do you think? But I'm more qualified. Pover monkey dishwasher. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Damn it! Hello, James. Mayday. I thought you... Died in an explosion? No. I'm a genetically altered superhuman, like Wolverine or Captain America. Are those secret agents? Are you kidding me? I'm Groot. See? He gets it! James Bond and Xander Cage to return in No Hope for Sequel Coming this fall on your favorite podcatcher. Don't take a word for it. DMX. What? 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 Wow. Uh, what? What? That was a lot of DMX, Grace. What? 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 X gonna give it to you. Did you ever go on vacation with your family and hope the dance instructor would fall in love with you? No. But I did think a guy with a giant boombox playing Peter Gabriel outside my window in the middle of the night meant true and undying love. Listen to our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, where we revisit these movies and it turns out they weren't the best ideas. What were we thinking? You can find our podcast, Happily Ever Aftermath, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. You can also tweet at us at H-E-A-M-C-A-S-T. Heemcast. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! 
Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest Yes, we are back. And now it's time for the low hey, high stop those haiku. Stop Brendan, that. what is stop the that. low That's not this show. Oh, the low high We have fun facts here. 17 syllables. Look, we're not that show. Yeah. If you want that bougie stuff, head on over to WWTT Podcast. We are pretty bougie. everybody else doesn't make us bougie. We know we are. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, go ahead with your fun facts. Or your interesting tidbits, whatever you might have. But first, I'm a little thirsty, babe. I am also thirsty. Being around all these salty fucks does that to <laughs> Oh, shit. Is that what, is, wait, is that Steve's nickname? Salty fucks? Oh, no, you didn't hear? Uh, you guys are rebranding your podcast. <laughs> I don't believe either one of us have made this decision. I, I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's in the nature of any Canadian to be salty. Yeah, no. It was. Uh, it was a decision between me, Patty, and Mariah's cock. <laughs> we're sweet, but we're sweet like maple syrup, baby. Mm-hmm. And green like Man, that. Oh, look! I have a beer. It's a Sapporo Premium beer, bottled in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Fuck yeah! Because we're talking nice. about cr- crossing cultures. That's right. <laughs> Oh, and also something about uh, by Sapporo Brewing Company mm. in Gulf, Ontario, Canada. Oh, yeah, product of Canada, yep. right God on the damn. side there. Interesting. Mm. All right. Yep they uh, they have the license to produce Sapporo here in the North America. <laughs> well, allow me to pop my top, eh? <laughs> oh, my top. Oh, geez, your top there, oh, Lordy. Your top done flung right off there. All right, and a little pour here. And the pour. Ah, geez, just giving her there, eh? Oh, oh the pour. Oh. What's happening? Ah! <laughs> I'll have what she's having. And I'm spent. <laughs> All right. This is a beautiful crystal clear beer. You can totally read right through it. It is yeah. a light uh, a light straw color, as an international lager should be. Smells mm. a little bit like green apple, as an international lager should. That's Steve's my next wrestling gimmick, taste. Nathan. International lager. Mm, this tastes like an international okay. lager, like an international mm. lager should. It absolutely does. <laughs> oh, wait. There's uh, some writing on here. Discover the perfectly balanced taste that's irresistible to all as you share rich moments with this masterpiece of the brewer's art. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, product of Canada. Fun facts. Sapporo. But it's a, Jap- it's a Japanese beer, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a Japanese recipe. I, I know, like. because I, I, usually, <laughs> I usually get at least a four-pack whenever I do a kaiju marathon. Yeah. So so best uh what's what's the best Japanese beer? I I like Kirin Ichiban. I've only ever had Sapporo. I definitely want, I I want to try Kirin for sure. Uh it's only because it was included in uh, a Gamera 2 Attack of Legion. Ooh. I've got no comment. 
Nice. Um, I don't know, Steve. You really yeah. liked the. Uh, Asahi was pretty good too, and you liked the Asahi Black that we got oh, from yeah. Japan. That was the That's one you right. really liked because that tastes. That one actually tastes a lot like a Negro Modelo. Yeah. <laughs> a good Munich style beer. <laughs> exactly, a good Munich style beer in Mexico. Don't ask too many questions. <laughs> I never do in Mexico. <laughs> they just popped up in the 40s and early 50s and anyway and they have the truest recipe of all the brands available so who wants some fun facts the purest. <laughs> only if they're the I, i'll take some interesting tidbits and they're fun fun facts the purest facts and the spiciest hopes anyway it scares me that you're doing a german accent <laughs> <laughs> it gives that a whole other meaning the funnest facts in all the world Steve, I'm going to need you to do a WWTT uh, promo in that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Guten Tag, my name is Brandon. (laughs) What I am the Nathan. I do not do Italian. I did the German voices. It's only Eastern European. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. More later. So now that we've offended every culture. (laughs) I'll, I, before you get into your fun facts, I'll give you an interesting tidbit. Uh, at the New Brunswick liquor stores, the only Japanese beer I can get is Sapporo. Ooh! Did you get for saying fact, that? Super fun fact, it's No, that was me tossing fact. my phone away in frustration. <laughs> so you guys have like um, a trade embargo or something? or but Before... Ah, man, it's, it's weird. The, um, the way our province does... Uh, licensed liquor sales. It's through a uh, uh, through a corporation that's run by the province. So it's like oh state run yeah, corporation. distributors. And so stuff. yeah, in in Utah, there's exactly they have to go through the province. So and, Steve, um, before you get to your fun facts, um, I just I, I mean, if we're insulting cultures, can I just talk about the Greeks real briefly? Absolutely. No, I I want to cut you off really quick what about here. Don't you? Because we're talking about Canadian beer. Don't you guys have a law that everything in Canada has to be like a certain percentage Canadian? Uh, we have uh, we have CanCon for uh, radio and television. I know that. Yeah, yeah. and isn't I it like food it. products too? If they want to be labeled as Canadian, I suppose. Hey, Brendan, uh, you were mentioning something about the Greek proverb, never too young to die. Oh, let me tell you about some fucking Greeks. <laughs> they had a big okay. fat wedding and it was great. All right, tell us some fun facts. All right. All right, Rotten Tomatoes. And then they fucked. Gentlemen, what do you think the critics <laughs> thought of Rotten Tomatoes? What do you think the critics what thought of Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes? Tomatoes? They gave it a Yes, what, what, what did the critics think of The Wind and the Lion? God damn it. Uh, not applicable? I will say 61. I am going to say... I mean, it's Sean fucking Connery. Come on. How many ladies has he grew up at this point? All of them. <laughs> all of them. And there's only one lady to grow Ursula up in, like, all Anders. Of this. Ursula Anders. And Charles Uh So I'm going to say 55. 63% with the critics. Woo! But the audience. That's right. It's a fresh movie. Woo! <laughs> all right. Audience score. They happen. <laughs> audience score. Higher or lower? We'll just go with that. Uh, I will say lower. I would say lower as I'm well. I'm going to say higher. I'm going to be that person. 70%. Be that person. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, $4 million budget. Uh, couldn't find the gross and stuff, though, but I don't think it was a huge hit. Oh, I saw that on Wikipedia, actually. Oh. Sorry, Steve. Do you, you yeah, want absolutely. that? Because I did find that um, because they actually gave an, uh, for the budget for it, they gave an estimated amount. They didn't because uh, they, I don't know, couldn't get the exact numbers. 
Uh, they couldn't, they couldn't write off the line, coke. Right? <laughs> John Milius was a <laughs> psychopath, and they couldn't get a straight answer from him? <laughs> I don't know, $4 <laughs> well, million? Okay. Dollars? <laughs> so it says here that the budget they have on uh, <laughs> Wikipedia, budget was 4.5 or 4.2. There's apparently two, uh, two different footnotes to argue one or the other. It's the great but the box office... Box office nine point two million. Uh, if you include rentals, as they were becoming a big thing at that yeah, time, so it sounds like about broke even, really. <laughs> Maybe, possibly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, more fun facts. Omar Sharif, remember him? And Anthony Quinn were oh, also considered for the lead role of Razuli. That makes. I actually had Anthony Quinn would have made a lot yeah. of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely Sharif as well. I actually have a note. uh, One of the, uh, I think it was one of the guys who uh, is just supposed to be one of the, like, Rizzoli's uh, tribe mates or soldiers. Uh, I actually have a note. Is that that Aiden Quinn, like, under that mask? Is this, like, a cameo? (laughs) Oh, and, like, Omar Sharif is, like, Egyptian. So, yeah, that would have totally made sense. Right? Well, (laughs) you know, he was probably busy doing other things. Uh yeah sure okay Name yeah Lawrence after Arabia oh. right that was oh wait that was a couple nope. years later that was that was quite a few years later. <laughs> it wasn't like two thousand five or something no it was like nineteen <laughs> it was like nineteen ninety two or something it was like because that's oh, the movie okay. um where Spielberg is that that wacky is that that's uh, that sitcom that uh, Larry of oh. Arabia settles down in the suburbs try to raise some kids yeah La- uh, Lawrence the Lawrence the Cable Guy of Arabia. <laughs> but that's but that's Larry. You can call him Larry, though. That's also the um, that's the movie where uh, Sp- how Spielberg picked uh, Ray Fiennes for uh, Schindler's List. Never heard of it. Is it good? <laughs> Shut up, Steve. Move on. Oh no, Steve. That's the movie <laughs> like, about the uh, the family of nine kids who gets a new nanny and sing in the hills and then get captured by Nazis. And oh my god! Wait a minute. <laughs> I might have gotten those two tapes confused. <laughs> Do not Family swap the ending tapes on sad music. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, that girl in the red dress, she's gonna have a merry old time here when I switch to tape two. How come I just see her red dress now? <laughs> Alternatively, those Van Dracks. She got a whole fucked. brand new wardrobe, sweetheart. <laughs> okay. And everything was fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope Liam Neeson saves those Van Trap kids. <laughs> Well, he has a he's a particular set of skills. So. <laughs> but he could have saved more. He could have saved more. That's right. So, uh, fun fact: when I was in high school, was when nine uh, eleven hit. And <laughs> fun, fact. fun fact, super fun Happy fact. Happy anniversary, fun man! Fact. That's a fun fun no, fact. So, yes, that's so my, 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 I was taking world history at the time, and a lot of people were taking time off of school because it was a global event. And so my teacher said she would count uh, basically our studies of World War II for like the two weeks if you went home and watched Schindler's List. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess he watched Schindler's List instead of reading the book. Score point for Izzy. Fun fact. <laughs> yep. And before everybody gets American outraged, don't educational worry. I took plenty music. of world history where we just magically skip from World War One right to World War Two with nothing happening in between whatsoever. Oh, uh, nothing did college. happen in between. As is tradition, when you skip from Civil War to World War One, yeah. because that fifty years in between, nothing happened. Nothing Cowboys, happened. Cowboys is what <laughs> happened. Oh, and Buffalo Soldiers. Yeah, wait. Yeah, that's those right. are the that's Black Cowboys. That's right. Dreadlock Rastas. 
Wait, wait, Buffalo Soldiers with starring Joaquin Phoenix came out that long ago? <laughs> uh, She's so not a black I, cowboy. So back on fun facts. Uh, <laughs> fun facts, super Bob fun Marley facts, reference. Fun, fun facts. So John Milius said that he wrote the part of Eden, uh, Murphy Brown's role, uh, with Julie Christie in mind. <gasps> this is like all my dreams coming true. Right? Julie Christie and Omar Sharif? Eh? Jesus. Although she may not have actually been approached for the role... The first choice for the role was Faye Dunaway, uh, but she became ill due to "quote unquote" exhaustion and was replaced on short notice by Candace Bergen. I feel it's a it's a missed opportunity. They didn't get uh, Carol Channing. Who's she, Nathan? <laughs> Shut up! You don't know who Carol Channing is. Carol Burnett. I know her. Oh yes, if she uh, threw a Ch- party Channing and invited Tatum's everyone sister. she knew. <laughs> That's not her, young man. <laughs> She would see the biggest gift. Of, yeah, I get it. She's yeah. golden. <laughs> hey, guys, did you know John Milius had a cameo in this movie? What? Fun fact. Did he? Yeah, he can be seen as the machine gun merchant with the Sultan. He said he wanted to look like a waiter. Uh, he's also listed as the one-armed <laughs> military advisor. Cool. I can see that. Yeah. That's what happens when you can write yourself into a movie you're directing. <laughs> uh, Wait, he played two roles? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Stalwart. He's the one-armed yeah. man. <laughs> He's like, wait, guys, did you see my Hitchcock cameo? Okay, we better do it again, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was the one-armed guy that uh, handed over the machine gun to the Sultan so he could try to shoot some of his servants. Yeah. It's was broken. Fix it. Yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. Uh, the story was based on a historical incident involving the kidnapping of Ian Perdicaris, an American expatriate living in Tangier, though it was changed to a woman for mm-hmm. the movie. However, the two children, the American attack on the Bashaw's palace in Tangier, and the climactic battle between the American and German forces were all inventions of writer-director John Milius. So basically, Razuli existed. Yeah, and he did kidnap an American once. <laughs> and he wrote a movie around him. <laughs> I guess technically, Wait, so you're uh, Teddy, Ro- Teddy you, Roosevelt did Teddy too. Roosevelt was a hoax? Yeah. You know, Teddy <laughs> Roosevelt was based on a true character, but John Hay, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> The Japanese guy totally was fake. based on a true character. Yeah, <laughs> yeah inspired yeah. by you know In, an actual inspired person. by the story of Teddy Roosevelt. Inspired yeah. by Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the names were changed randomly to protect the innocent. Alright. After receiving a list of BBFC requests to remove horse falls, writer-director John Milius withdrew this movie from in, uh, from intended UK video release in 1990 and claimed that no animal cruelty had taken place. His claim was supported by stuntman Terry Leonard, who threatened to sue the BBFC for besmirching his professional reputation. <laughs> besmirching, besmirching, eh? I think yeah. Izzy would have to take that one to task. Would you, babe? She should. She should. <laughs> well, Izzy's judging hard as fuck right now. I don't think she wants to talk about I was it. Say, just the fact that they said it didn't happen. I said I think we just uh, explained that it did. <laughs> like I'm uh, pretty sure he can't explain that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never work. You'll never work in this town again. What's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> I retired 24 years ago. Thank you. Uh, Sir Sean Connery was so impressed with writer director John Milius that he requested his services as as a script doctor for. 1990s The Hunt for Red October. Little Gloucester. So that's where the whole accent thing comes in. 
Shall I change my accent? No, it worked great in our film. <laughs> John Lewis is like, don't worry yeah. about it. I, I'll fix it for you, little Ginger Glasgow. <laughs> You're done, Sean. That'll be $100,000. <laughs> I've been working on my Russian accent. What do you think of it? Eh, drop it. I'm doing it right now. Oh, shit, really? Uh, don't drop it then? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Scheiße. This okay, first of all, clear, that's right? German. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, lady, what did we learn from the wind and the lion? Nathan, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I learned that um, uh, Teddy Roosevelt was blind in one eye and still absolutely fucking amazing. Yeah. Brendan, how about you? I learned two things. I learned that uh, I believe that when Sean Connery first signed up for this film, he said, hold on, I'll do the pot, but no brown face. We don't want to be racist. (laughs) (laughs) And I also learned that, um, you know, Candy Bergen in this movie, uh, you know, single mother with kids doing her best. Thank God Dan Quayle didn't see this performance. (laughs) All right. Deep cut. Potato. Mm-hmm. All you 80s kids. <laughs> How about you, Nick? Well, first off, I learned just from doing this podcast that Canadians are salty fucks. But. <laughs> I don't know what you talking about. <laughs> uh, as far as the movie goes, I mean, I learned that apparently I just want to be kidnapped by an Arab sheik and taken out to a place that has spiced meats and all the dates I can eat and, and fragrant water. There you go. That really just sounds Is like my best. Is a Scottish life. accent required for it? You see, a real man fragrances his own water. Uh, I learned the most important part of the meal is the wine. <laughs> Anybody else? It became Tommy Wiseau at the end there. The wine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I learned that Steve and I have Tommy Wiseau sweatpants. Yeah. Uh, no, and is... multiple Blu-rays of the room. Free I'm, with yeah. purchase of sweatpants. No, I'm sorry. There's a misinformation here. Badges of honor. Steve and Brendan both have Tommy Wiseau underpants. Izzy and Brendan both have Tommy Wiseau sleep pants. Yeah! Woo! You can check it out at TommyWiseau.com where he's always be selling shit. Yeah! And don't, and don't no. forget a free mask. Yeah, we yeah, got a free COVID A free mask. mask and maybe he'll sign a headshot for you. Who knows? He also sells watches. Oh! <laughs> what? what? Did you not know this? Yeah, uh, I, I, I probably saw him. I was going through all the different things and was like, "Yeah, I don't need a watch." So uh, when so, you start going, when you start going deeper into the catalog, you start seeing things that he probably doesn't have the right to sell. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I need a watch. Like I'll I need right a fifth copy like a, oh. of uh, the room. By the way, become a Patreon. You might get a special surprise when Christmas rolls around. That's uh, patreoncom movies. That's everything I learned I, from movies. So he Nathan, just has like I a think... gajillion copies of the room, and they come with all his other products, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh nope. shit! There's women stuff, ladies. Yeah, ladies. <laughs> Free doggy with any women jacket purchase, talking, right? There he is. Oh hi, doggy. Oh Jesus! Ah! <laughs> no, we were waiting for you to come back, Nathan. All right. All right. Okay, yeah. uh, Brendan, Nathan. Thank you so much for joining us here on Everything I Learned from Movies. Uh, I understand you guys also have a podcast. You're welcome. We do. It's right, called. Are you... Oh, sorry. <gasps> what were they thinking? What, what, what is it, babe? Hmm? 
point. Oh my god, that is amazing. <laughs> so Izzy on? just found a uh, tank top dress, I guess. It's a tank top it, yeah. on the Tommy Wilson website. And it's a picture of him with the you know, his hands back by, behind his head going, Ha ha ha, what a story, Mark. This is great. Now on sale. Anyway. Oh, it's so, eight dollars. Oh shit. Steve, we're shopping Tommy Wilson tonight. Alright. Well, before that happened, uh, I'm sorry, you were saying something about your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could follow that. Um, yeah, Nathan and I do uh, have a podcast. It's called What Were They Thinking? Where we talk about bad to questionable movies. Uh, we're on all the podcatchers. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. You can find us at our home base at www.ttpodcast.podbean.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at www.ttpodcast. And we are also on Facebook and on Patreon at patreon.com slash WWTTpodcast. It's like he's got it written down. <laughs> I've said it so many times, it's just like a, it's just like an instinct now. Excellent, babe. Are you Good on, on you. Uh, the social media? Yes, you can find me pretty much everywhere at Untidy Venus. It's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I'm over on Etsy. I'm over on Instagram. I'm doing all of it. Uh, you can also find me under Izzy Creates, I-Z-Z-Y-C-R-E-A-T-E-S, over on Redbubble, where they're selling masks with my art on it, including everything I learned from movies art. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff. Nice. And of course, you can find us at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies on Twitter, Facebook, and the Instagram. Uh, we're on all your favorite podcatchers. Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. We usually uh, put word out about like virtual, virtual, virtual campouts and stuff that we're having. Um, our first one just happened on June sixth. Uh, it was fantastic. We made blanket forts and got drunk. Um, Woo! Yeah, so just uh, keep in touch. And I guess until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. I'm Brendan. And I'm Nathan. And this is Everything Everything I Learned from Movies. Movies. Have a good night, everybody. For Screen and Country. 